Welcome back to a yet another episode of the Trekway. Cheers, Greg. Living long and prosper as always. Uh, we are back for another review of Lord Dex Season 3, Episode 6. Here, all trust nothing. Um, small caveat at the start. There's probably going to be an audio uh, sync issue with when you see my mouth move and talking. And I'm sorry if you never noticed this and I've now made you notice this. Apologies. The talking head video, so hopefully you can start with it for this episode and we get it fixed. Discord has been its usual head in the ass self, so apologies. Yep. Uh but technical problems aside, Gray, um mm-hmm. you were a big fan of this episode. I was a big yep. fan of this episode. You gave it a ten out of ten. I give it probably a nine out of ten. So high marks all around from our usual Average seven out of ten, safe to say, Gray. You enjoyed this one, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, this this was this was this was a really good episode, and we're gonna get into it. And uh it was exciting for uh one huge reason we're gonna get into in a second, and it was just it was great. Really loved it. Best let's, episode let's, let's of this season it. so let's, far. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I would say yeah, I'd have to agree with that actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're they're getting better and better as they're gone, actually. So mm-hmm. they're actually uh raising the bar so much that they're going to have to keep this standard up, actually, and that's what concerns me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the only way this could, this could have been a, just a tiny bit better is if uh, Dr. Tiana had said something. If she, if she well, we get, we get to that at one point. Actually, there is a small cameo from her, uh, which, yeah. which cracked me up. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll kick it off, great. Uh, so mm-hmm. we do start this episode with uh, the captain back slightly more, slightly more at the start to do than she did last time, Captain Freeman. She mm-hmm. starts with her usual captain's log. Um, it turns out she has to negotiate, uh, carry out negotiations with this species called the uh, Chimara. Now, I may have spelt this wrong in the notes. I may be pronouncing it slightly wrong, but I'm going with Chimara. Are you going with Chimara, Gray? Sure, why not? <laughs> He's very easy in children. That's what I like. Chimera, uh, Chimera. Chimera is a car, so it can't be that. If someone's named a species after a car, that is wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, one of the fellow captains comes on. He's got a Spanish name. I don't recall what it is. I apologize. Um, basically says, you know, Captain, you're going to have to go um, and carry this out because... The Vancouver has to go, the USS Vancouver, which I'm assuming is their ship, has to go and evacuate a colony because of a brown hole. And I'm saying, a what now? Gray, would you love to tell the people what a brown hole is? And no, it's not yes, a euphemism uh, or a dirty joke. What's no, I, I've heard the expression once in a while, and I, so I had to go and find out where this came from. So basically, there is an urban dictionary uh, a reason for this, this whole word, a description of what a brown hole is. And it is the result of a person or organization disappearing so far up their backside that they warp a hole in space-time from which not even logic can escape. <laughs> now, Gray, I will tell you right now, you, you, that's 100% what it will be from because it's the, tip, it's the humor of this show, isn't it? That the writers yeah. knew this and they put it in because it's an adult comedy. 
is than Star Trek. But the funny thing is, even in, even the, the the crew's going like, is that even a thing? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Like, They're saying it. We're saying it. So we had a chuckle at that. So Captain's not best, please. Gren says, you know, okay, take us to where we're to go and let's drop it a warp. And then the next thing we get, excuse my bad singing, is. Yes, DS9 is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've literally written here in big letters on my notes, DS9, baby. Um, the thing is, uh, I don't know about you, Gray, but when I first saw DS9 and not long after, I wouldn't say it was my worst Star Trek show, but it wasn't one of my top ones, and it's just because I wasn't a massive fan of the space station genre. But, you know, as time's elapsed since the show's been off the air, I've loved it more. It will never be my number one show, but it's crept up a couple of places to the point where yeah. I saw this with the music and the station and the wormhole, and I'm cheesing. I'm assuming you're really happy when you saw this as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, Deep Space Nine is one of my top Star Trek series, more so than Voyager. I know that's bad <gasps> for you, but... <laughs> But uh, DS Space Nine was such a great series, and I just and the the weird thing is to show you how much we geek out and we love Star Trek. I had to play that sequence of Lower Decks over. So did I, Gray. So did I. I kept. Oh, I just kept doing it over, 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 (laughs) over. because because it was like for a minute you just imagined that there was actually new Deep Space Nine, right? It's kind of like a discovery. Like, wait, 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 is there a lost episode? Uh, Yeah. What? And you yeah. just feel all excited, go like, these was dying? Really? Oh, yeah. So you were getting all excited. Yes. You know, and everything. So it was just great. And, and I just love the whole scene. They have the music come in. And I and I could, I'm probably wrong about this, but when you first see Deep, Deep Space Nine on the screen, on the view screen of the uh, Cerritos, I could swear that looks like it came from, from one of the stock footage shots. And then, and then when they went to the outside shot, obviously it's animated, you can tell. I could be really wrong about that, but it sure looked Nah, really it might have been taken from a stock image or right. video clip and then turned into animation. I don't know if you can do that. You can make an animation from a video. It can be kind of hard, but yeah. But yeah, hey, it's very possible to try and save a bucket yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, so we are all very, very happy with this. Uh, Gray puts in the notes here, a little mention from Shax, who says, Taki Cardassian fascist eyesore. eyesore. Now... Has to say that he's a Bajoran. I get it. Uh, right. That was a little, yeah. little comedy moment from Mister Shacks. Um, but we're still we're still in the whole scene of going around, flying around the space station, and the helms, the helms wo- woman, helms woman is that a thing? Helms, helms man woman. for helms, man and woman. Helms person. Helms person. Helms. There we go. We don't want to upset or, anyone. Or just yeah, like. we don't want to upset anyone. Helms person, right? It has to give the captain mm-hmm. some time. Because Captain Freeman has to quickly go away and try and read up quickly a little bit on the Chimar- the Chimarians so that she knows what she's doing because she knows nothing about them. So she <laughs> she she asked. She purpose she yeah she purposely she, says, "Well, just waste some time or something." I gotta no read no up no no. This. She doesn't say that. It was it's the commander that says that. Commander Ransom. She says to the commander, oh, "What should I do?" And he's like, "Ah, just just fly around the station's pylon several times and all." Um, and then be, <laughs> a couple of times this happens, they go round a little bit, like the music comes on, duh, 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 and they're flying round the pylons like the intro yeah, video. Yeah, and look really good yeah. and nice and graceful. And, and then it and goes, the music was great. And then the music ends and it's silent and it goes back. And, and it goes she, back and again, the, the yeah. <laughs> 
and the helmet's going so what do i do now yeah yeah well, just keep it going just go around again yeah go around so there's a couple like a couple of times two three times this happens to go around and i'm not <laughs> complaining because i'm already rewinding this whole scene several times as it is right. with a big right. smile in my face so that made it 10 out of 10 by default uh straight away yeah. so very ha- happy with that um oh god how do you how do you beat that it moves to it then moves back to uh, plot B, as I like to call it, which is, doesn't get really funny until the end, but it's basically uh, Beckett uh, hanging out with our, old, our ensign friends, Gray, and our adoring girlfriend, Jennifer, uh, asks her if she wants to join her for, like, you know, her and her girlfriends are having a party and whatnot. And her and her girlfriends. Well, you mean- know what? Mm-hmm. I have to interrupt because this just dawned on me all of a sudden because I remember the scene. I'm pretty sure I'm right, although we'd have to go back and rewind it. But when when it opened up with the with the uh, Beckett yep. talking to the crew, her little crew, she's in the top bunk. I'm positive. Yeah, of this. She is, she's in she the is, top bunk. She so she jumps back down, and then they they all talk or whatever. Yep. And then of course uh, her, the girlfriend pops up, Jennifer. She's in the top bunk. Are you one of the, <laughs> how do you notice things like this? You're one of these like I ju- TV it just popped guys. into my head. I'm going because I was thinking about this. I'm going like so when she, while you're talking, I'm going like so where wait, wait a minute where did she come from? I said and then I'm thinking she didn't come from the bottom bunk. She was in the top bunk with her, and I'm like okay now I'll start the click for the rest of the episode. But go ahead, it just dawned on me right now. Just you, like, you, I don't remember uh jennifer being the top bunk but i do remember and i'm not saying you're wrong it very well could have been like that you've got keen eyes is all i will say and attention for detail. well see this makes more se- this makes a little more sense now because the rest of her friends uh uh Boyms, tendy and rutherford all just go hi jennifer that's, but, that's so, do, do you think she, name do you think they were lying beside each other in the top bunk i think yes i do definitely ah. and i think that's and I think that's more the reason why they went hi Jennifer like that. Ah yeah 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 they do. They, they, now and, and now it clicks and makes more sense than it the, did even before. They massively so like, yeah. They massively embarrass her basically, Gray. Uh, like now, you this said, is hi. The, this is part of the reason why I like this episode and any episode because if you can if you are that good and you're on you're on target at a, and you're doing and you're kicking on all cylinders, mm-hmm. you drop all these things at the proper points and people will pick up on it. Or they'll go back and watch it again and pick up on it maybe later. Well, that's a sign. That's a sign of good writing. It is, but also as well with voice acting, as you probably know, Gray. Oh yeah. Very rarely oh, yeah. they're all in booths separately, probably in different days. They come in for sessions and blocks recording their own stuff, and they'll very rarely mm-hmm. interact with the other actors. So to be able to voice acting's its own. Uh, the less I move, the less of the audio thing, sync thing you see. Um, but. Don't worry. Uh, if with this one, um, uh, they don't the voice actors bumped yeah. into one another too often, so uh, more credit has to go to the voice actors. I think in yeah. some ways it's yeah. harder than full on acting, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it is. I mean, in fact, if you've ever seen and you can see some of this on on YouTube, where you actually see the actor, they film the actor doing voiceover and stuff. They're constantly like doing this and moving that around. Thing, hands, yeah. They have to because if they, you have to exactly. Yeah, they can't the just pants. go like this, you know, because they because they know that acting is body they're, language. They're not. They're, they're, not they're, they're not all vocals. Right. If they don't get into the body <laughs> language, they can't convey the the proper emotion. It's a, it's a whole definitely a whole talent into itself. Yeah. They yeah. don't really think about it sometimes. They just think, oh, voiceover. You just get on a microphone and talk. No. 
even what we do is not that simple for everybody to do, you know, and yeah. what they do in voice acting is, is 10 times harder. Yeah, yeah, no, respect yeah. always goes to these guys. I think they do a cracking job, to be fair, and I'm hugely mm. impressed with them. So, yeah, uh, the, the poor Beckett's embarrassed by her friends. He wants to join them to go on to DS9 for a tour, but they convince her to go with Jennifer to the girlfriend's party, and that means something the, completely the different. Salon. That means, going to yeah, the salon. Yeah, it's a salon, and that means something else in the UK compared to the US. In the US, oh, okay. people will say, I'm going around to my girlfriends, which would be your friend. Oh. But if you said that here, that's your partner. So maybe they said bit. that for maybe they said that because it had two two types of meanings. Yeah, well, I don't think they do say that. Yeah. They don't actually say that in here, but I'm I'm saying it's the girlfriend's party. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so 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 the rest of them are going for the cool space station tour, and she has to go around to a salon party, which I've heard of before. But hey, I'm learning something new today. Now the next scene again puts a massive smile on my face, Mr. Gray, and that is Major Kira Narice is back. Oh, I spelled oh, her name the way, wrong in the roads. He's upset. He's upset. I spelled yeah, the name wrong, okay. people. By the way, they called her Colonel Kira. They did. She's been upgraded. Yes, Promotion. I'm used to. I'm think... used to her being major, mate. I'm used to her being major. But you're right. She is a colonel in this, isn't she? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Nana, Nana, sorry, I found this out recently on a something yep. watched. It's not Nana, it's Nana. I know, ne I never knew term. that. I I assumed it was Nana, and then, then all of a sudden they go, they go. Well, that makes Nana. sense. Your Nana's your 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 grandmother. grandmother, isn't it? So yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, she's back. Let me let me ask you a question. I want to interrupt for a second. Do you think now? I know she okay. So she got promoted to Colonel, but yes. But if she's been at the DS Nine for so long, and she's obviously running it right mm -hmm. so why would she not be commander she's a different rank it? she's she's bajoran rank because he's still oh, a bajoran okay. serving in starfleet that's why you've got colonel and you've got okay. major which are not ranks in starfleet i don't think because the starfleet takes navy rankings rather than mm. army rankings it sounds like she's bajoran army rank army yeah, yeah. that makes sense okay. um okay. but yeah she's basically commanding the station well Cisco's off gallivanting with gods or whatever, you know. So, um, but what <laughs> the one, last 20 years? <laughs> one, one thing, I think is right. I don't think there's a massive uh, delay here, Gray, because this takes place in kind of modern Trek era. So, for all we know, Cisco's all been off the station for a matter of months. Uh, you don't have exact timings for this, you just know it's kind of current Star Trek timeline. So, um, what I do notice, did you notice this, Gray? He's in. Uh, Kira is in Cisco's office, but his baseball that he loves so much yeah. is still on the end of the table. Yeah. I noticed that. Not everyone does. And uh, she picked it up. She was picking it up. And did she? I missed that. For... Yeah, she picks it up like this, time. and she says Starfleet likes to throw curveballs once in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, perfect reference to what Cisco might have said. I, uh, yeah. I, I see. This is this is by another reason why Greg, he, he notices these things. He bails me out of a hole, you know? Um, well, it, the nice thing was it showed, you know, how much the characters respected each other and, and were close. Um, close. And that, 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 that ball, that baseball stays there and it's probably been there for a few years, you know, or whatever. These things, so, will, um, these things make the show work, the little mm -hmm. Easter eggs. And you said before, mm -hmm. Gray, Easter eggs are fine as long as you don't have too many of them and they're actually meaningful right. in the work. Um, right. So, right. yeah, we, we, we did enjoy that. Uh, Nana back is brilliant. She's not the only one that's back, but we'll get to that. 
uh, in just a moment. So these, um, I should probably add in that the Kimarians, as I'm now calling them, uh, they have a backup plan for these negotiations if they don't go well, because they're, they're a bit like Kim um, Ferengi. They're about the profit, yeah. about the money. Yeah. Right? And this is mm -hmm. why yeah. where the episode's going will make sense because they're similar to the Ferengi. Um, but yeah, they have a backup plan if things don't go well. They have uh, a bomb under their, their, their outfit. Yeah. So, um, but left field. But then our other character that we love so much, and another one is Backgrade. Do you want to tell the other people, the people, the other character that's on the show? Yeah, so what's going? Obviously, they're making comments about being in DS DS Nine and wanting to go around and take a tour and look and all this stuff. And even uh, uh, our little crew starts going like, "Ooh, it's, oh, they have, I wonder if there's a Quarks aboard." Tendy says, and then Boim says, "That's the original Quarks. It's the first one." And so when they get around to to walking around the the DS Nine, uh, they drop into Quarks, and there he is. There, he, and and it's the real actor Armin Shimmerman doing the voice. So it was just kind of like, man, two for one. We got we got uh, Kira and we got Quark back. It's like, how much better could this get? Well, it could be Cisco. That would be nice, but that, uh, that yeah. didn't happen. But can we touch on that really briefly, Greg? Because um, I would have loved Avery Brooks to come back, but I don't generally yeah. don't think we'll ever see him back. And and um, I do get a bit concerned because when William Shatner done that captain's round table documentary thing that he done, sat down with mm -hmm. all the captains and he spoke to them all. I mean, he was speaking to Avery while he was playing the piano. I I hope it's just his quirky nature. It just looked and sounded like he was a couple of cans short of a six-pack. And I generally hope mm. the marbles are still there. I generally don't think he'd ever come back to something like that. Uh, he's probably been offered. He's probably just not been interested because he's a... Oh, I'm sure he's been offered probably a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's probably... He, but he's been turning... From what I understand, he's been turning down all kinds of work in the last few years or whatever since he left and he just doesn't he's just done he doesn't want to do any more acting really and that he doesn't have to you know yeah no it's it's a damn shame because uh avery brooks is is one of my my top captains um he's he's in the, my top five i love the guy uh it's just, i think the only uh, just sorry to uh, interrupt the only thing that i i, I guess was a, i'm not going to say it was really a downside per se to the, to the episode because it was great uh you don't hear them mention cisco at all Yes, um, but, that's annoying. But okay, but okay, you know, he's with the prophets doing his work, but you think they would say, like, maybe a little something? Yeah, and the other, the only, right, and the only other character that I thought maybe they should have mentioned somehow, even if it was in passing, was Odo. And you didn't hear him say anything and about Nog, Odo. And Nog, because they both, passed, they both passed. And they both life. passed away. I, I, I can't blame them, because I'm thinking that they, I, I think that because they know they passed, they felt it was better just to ignore it as opposed to say something. But I, I would have done something. I, I would have. I mean, it could have been anything. It could have been like a, a picture in the background of not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Small thing. Or, or maybe, or maybe you might, maybe you might see Odo in the background, walk by in animation form and no, no voice, right? Yeah. Something. Yeah. And something, I thought that nothing. I thought they that was a missed that was a missed opportunity that I thought they could have maybe thrown in there, but eh, maybe it's nitpicking. I don't know. Well. Garrick should have been there. You mentioned that as well, Greg. Garrick should have been there because he is our favorite tailor in the whole of Star Trek and he is not there. So we do get two names. So we'll take that. We will mm -hmm. take that. We'll take Quark yeah. and we'll take uh, Kira. I'm happy to see them both back. Um, well, the other good thing was, whereas before, little things like this would be kind of like a passing note or a mention or a picture or whatever these people were the actual characters the actors and they were out throughout a whole episode 
I really didn't think that was going to happen. I thought, you know, they would just, you'd see them and that'd be it. And they do their, you know, lower decks would really? just do their own thing. I didn't think they were going to really get involved, but all of a sudden, Kira's yeah. like totally involved. Yeah, mate, and, you don't and get work you, is totally involved. You don't get someone like Armin and and Nana involved to a cameo. No, they're going to be a big part of that. So I'm well, glad that's what, that was the that's case. What, right, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad that they did do that because it could have just as easily been a quickie camera and nah. done with it. And they, you know, but they actually were just really involved. If, and, they're, and, if they're going to do that, they don't bother hiring the actor who'll be expensive mm -hmm. for, for a couple of lines. They would just have them with no voice so they could just put them in sure. in animation form. Uh, but we'll take two. We'll take two uh, characters we love yep. coming back. Yep. Um, we, we're still in the space station um, and Indy bumps into another Orion Grey. Um, and I noticed here, I've mentioned that he's a lot greener. Now, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Like If you look at even human beings, there's different shades of uh, skin and i'm not even just talking about white folk and people of black skin you have different shades different variations yeah. so probably the same for orions as well um but well, look how they explain the klingons right they said that there's some klingons that look more human like some klingons that have the head yeah yeah and all that and and even Worf says well we don't talk about it <laughs> yeah and we have black like you have black klingons as well so yeah of course definitely yeah, so yeah so that's i can't remember what this orion's uh, other orion's name was but all i remember from this grade was he was a bit of a pain in the arse at the start yeah. he was he was making jokes constantly about uh orion's and their pirating ways um and he makes a joke about look at us two you know up to no good look up your valuables he says you know very stereotypical of orion's actually but that that, that yeah. comes to a head later on the episode doesn't it um mm -hmm. now we have we have the party next gray uh we have the party back mm -hmm. on the salon party now i think it's only fair if you talk about this party point the salon point here because i just think you know about a lot of these things gray that i have no clue about what happens in the the party well the the party like comes to, we come to what they're all doing at the party and it's kind of more like a uh uh it kind of reminds of us of, of a sorority pajama party so to speak and beckett arrives in full uniform of course and looks totally out of place um <laughs> but that goes along with the character because she's not sure what to expect um, so the funny thing is, is that she goes in, everything's all very cheesy and stuff and they're all talking and everything. And they're, and, and we've always been, you know, watching the characters, seeing how these, these different, uh, uh, romantic situations develop or whatever. But the girlfriends come up and ask, uh, uh Beckett, they said, is Boimler single? And they want to know whether he's, whether, uh, he's available and Beckett just can't handle this. And so she was already pouring a drink because she felt uncomfortable. And then as soon as they started saying, like, you know, they want to know more about Boimler, he's sexy, he's this, he's that, she's like, she's like pouring more and more of the drink to get over it. <laughs> yeah, and what I thought was so funny about that is, again, they're throwing this in, which is like two or three episodes worth now, where everybody, everybody seems to love Boimler, but of course he didn't notice anything. He still Boimler. doesn't notice anything, Hopeless. so it's really funny. So it's a running joke now of, of every female practically coming in and wondering what he's doing, is he available, blah, blah, blah. So I thought that was that was pretty uh pretty cute. Yeah, um, Boimler's a bit hopeless, safe to say, Gray. It is a bit yes. hopeless. This guy. Uh, I think it was Romulan ill. They don't say it, but it's very green. So, well, there was a there was a scene too where um when they were talking about the 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 gifts for whatever race it was at the, the, at the beginning of the episode, 
And there was a shot of all the liquor they were bringing. And it was so funny because I can't remember all the names now, but on the side it said some alien da 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 whiskey, some other alien da other other kind of liqueur. It was all this liqueur. And oh, then in the yeah. corner was in the corner was something something's milk. <laughs> like oh. you have all this you have all this alcohol, and then all of a sudden you just milk. And I'm I, like, I don't even want to know. I I just yeah, I remember that yeah. now actually. Um it, this party great is uh it's uh seem to be making their own candles. Which is very, very random. Yeah, I'm but... look. Yeah, I'm looking at this going like making your own candles. Ooh. This is very you, you, interesting. We, I don't know about you, but I'm cringing as much as Beckett is. I'm sitting there oh, going no. like, "Wow, this is really no, not, my, not, 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 not uh... my, uh, my cringe level. This, this scene is almost as high as it is for the whole series of She-Hulk, but that's another discussion. Yeah, no, um... <laughs> I will talk about it on the next GGR. Anyway, exactly. Um... Yes, on the next GGR. So yes, uh, moving on from this party. Um, the the Camarians, uh, as as I'm calling now, they're not happy that Captain Freeman's stepping in because it should have been the the Spanish captain. Um, so they're not getting who they actually thought they would get. Um, and while they're kind of talking, negotiating, I love this little scene. Great, we have yeah. Shax and Kira um, talking to each other, embracing each other. They're arguing about who saved who back in the uh, back in the bad days. Uh, with the Kadassian, so you saved me, and oh, no, I had to save you. Uh, we wouldn't have been in this position if you hadn't saved me, and blah blah blah. So it's a love hate relationship between these two. I like the scene between those two. Yeah, I thought the scene was great. I, w- I was trying to count how many times they saved each other. I, I think I lost <laughs> I count at around six each or something, and I'm going like, how long is this going to go? <laughs> it's uh... they, gen- they genuinely love to argue though. There wasn't like a real argument. Argument. It was more like a. Fun argument, if that makes any sense. I'm getting this with Bajorans. They they just take no shit. The they say what's on yeah. their mind. They they argue with the best of them. Yeah, I, I love the scene between between these two. Um, our uh, our man Gray bold bolds as we're calling him, bold boimler. It's still a thing, by the way, in this episode. He calls oh, yeah, bold, yeah. bold boimler. Three episodes in, he's still bold. He's still well, <laughs> yeah, very much bold. He is uh, at Quarks on the dabble table. Uh, he seems to be winning quite a lot in it. Mr. Quark is not happy about this at all, for obvious reasons. He he sets things up and he rigs things to get his own way. Um, and then Gray's mentioned here, uh, Quark asked Captain Freeman about Quark's at Starfleet Academy, which is a great idea, by the way. She says no. He he says he she says no, no problem. We'll set you up with a Quark's Express instead. Now. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. A coffee machine? I, 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 I no, what it is is uh, maybe that's not as well known over there. But here in the U.S., what it means is like if you have a let's say you have a pizza store, a, a, a brick and mortar pizza store that's very famous, you know, could be a Domino's, whatever it is. Right. But instead of a brick and mortar, because you can't have a large shop, you'd have what they call an express version. So what it is, it's a pop up. A store that's very small oh. and just sells maybe just sells maybe one or two types of pizzas and that's it. I'll be damned. Um, I don't know that. So he was so when, so when he said, "Well, can I have, can I set up a Quark's at Starfleet?" and she says, "No," he says, "Oh, that's okay. We'll just get you a Quark's Express." And I was laughing my butt off because not only does he have Quark's franchised all over the place, but he even has Quark's Express for those that can't afford a large setup. <laughs> so it was like, okay, that was that that was pretty amusing. Um, yeah. We we go back to uh, the Cerritos back on the uh, cringe party. The cringe, yeah. <laughs> let's call it that. I like that. That's the cringe <laughs> party ensues. I've wrote down here. 
Beckett is not enjoying herself one little bit. The problem is she's trying mm. to be really polite and not her usual self because she doesn't want to mm. embarrass her, her girlfriend. Uh, and Grey's noted down here, one of the girls, because they're all doing funky, cringy shit, she does the Kobayashi Maru dance. Basically, yeah. you don't know what's going to come. She keeps doing these crazy maneuvers and stuff, and I'm just going... Oh and, God! Yeah. So is Beckett. And now you know so that if, now you know there's a dance that goes along with it. <laughs> My God! See, that's what Kirk was missing out on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, back back in the space station, we have um, we have our, our most lovable Ferengi Quark. He starts insulting the Kimarians um, with various things, and negotiations start breaking down. Um, Grace mentioned here. Um, Quark says he's got principles. And Kira yells, no, you don't. Classic Quark and Kira argument stuff there. Now, they had to have that, Grey, don't they? Because those oh, two yeah. argue and Quark and Odo. Odo had their own special relationship as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I-, I thought I thought it was it was almost like, again, I got excited at that only because it was just like Odo they was. hadn't left. It's, it's almost like nothing ever changed. Like, you know, and, and the two of them were just going at it again. And they did this more than once in the episode, as we'll, as we'll get to. And it was just like classic. He's going like, I have principles. And then he goes, no, you don't. It's like, <laughs> you've never, like you've never had principles. And that exact life, tone, man. the same exact same tone, Gray, just on there, like yeah. exactly on the show. I think that's good writing and good voice acting. That's oh, what, yeah. That's what they intended. That's what we wanted to hear. So, and maybe. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think the actors had a great time doing this. They, oh, they sound right, like they they're did. really, in, I think they're really enjoying themselves. And well, I think that's part of what kind of spread through the rest of the cast or the rest of the voice actors because you noticed it in this episode. There's no well, doubt. Why did they not have more of them? Um, if they had... Why don't they have more of these voice actors in the same area, like in different pods where they could see each other and they have password well, audio so the other one doesn't hear, so they've got something to... It'd be better. To be honest, they, they, they don't always go in their own pods. There's a lot of times where they do group them together. Oh, right. um, so okay, that they okay. so that they can see each other. It's not always uh, just separate pods. It depends on what what's called for uh, at the yeah. time. Yeah. But, but generally speaking, there is there, if you look at uh, if you go on YouTube and you and you look up this kind of stuff, you will see that there's two, three, four of them in a room. Now they might be separated a little bit because if you get too close, you get a lot of audio cancels cancellation yeah, 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 going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Uh, but they'll be spread out a little bit maybe or whatever. But they do it. They do definitely get together. Hey, yeah. Well. Whatever they're doing, keep doing it because they're doing an excellent job. Um, little mm-hmm. side note here: uh, we never mentioned very much at the start, but our background pictures today. Mine's the good old faithful defiant with the wormhole. It has to be done, but obviously, Gray's is mm-hmm. for the. This is for the audio podcast mm-hmm. people. Is DS Nine with the Suritos at the side, probably doing one of its ten million fly around the pylons uh, with the music constantly on repeat. That's epic music now, Grace. It's one of my favorite. It is uh, theme music, to be fair. Um, anyway, right. So we we back in the the space station. We have um, Tendi with Rutherford and the other Orion uh, officer. Uh, she starts going nuts and she blows up a lot of it because she this Orion, big time. Yeah, this Orion <laughs> officer is constantly just the stereotype about. Uh, Orions in general that they're no good, they're pit pockets, they're pirates, they're thieves. The pirates, yeah. And and she's just getting fed up at this point where she just kind of blows her lid a little bit. And it was good to see, you know, stick up for yourself, stick up for your species. Sure. Why not? Um, 
but that's obviously going to go places for sure, this little B-plot that we have. Um, the Camarians um, back um, in Quartz Bar notice, Gray, that there's a Quark replicator there, right? Now, straight away, yep. they're like, what the hell is this? It's called the Quark 2000, which cracked me up. Sounds like a stereotypical uh, futuristic yeah. name. Uh, they knock it over, Gray. Straight away, they just see this thing, and they knock it over, and you're thinking, why would they do that? Because they notice something mysterious about it. Uh, there's a mysterious device inside it uh, which they don't recognize, and they go, aha, straight away, their plan B kicks into action. And I thought, remember before, they had a plan B with the bomb? I thought they were going to go, you know, kind of terrorist style and just blow up the station. That's my initial thought. Yeah. But yeah. no, it wasn't. The plan B was to take that device. It was like a little mind thing. It was literally, they threw it at the nearest panel, Elkar's panel, and then suddenly, immediately, all power goes down on the station and the Cerritos because it's attached via umbilical to the station. And at this, what are you thinking at this stage, Gray? Are you thinking the shit's hit the fan? It's what's going on? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, I, I thought originally they might do the same thing, like a terrorist thing, but then I started thinking, like, well, they wouldn't do that if it's too a comedy. obvious but then but you but you don't know for sure and then all of a sudden they throw this thing and it turns everything off which again it's a cartoon so yeah it's a little far-fetched but it's okay and then they, everything shuts down and the ship shuts down everything's shutting down and and nobody knows what to do you know anymore like they're all like going bananas do you want, do you want to tell us what happens in the, ne the next part here greg uh it's pretty amusing yeah, it was great. What you saw, Boimler. He's every so often they would cut to Boimler uh, winning at the Dabo table. And understand Several times, <laughs> Boimler is not cheating. This is what makes it even funnier. Cheating isn't even in his even in his textbook. He yeah. would never do things. He's, like a, he's a boy scout. Things. He's a boy scout, right? But he keeps winning anyway. And he says, "Because I'm a good at Dabo." And he's there, not and happy. They, they can't believe this or anything. So then the power goes off, and the and the Dabo table wheel that spins around is powered, obviously, by electricity or whatever. Uh, and as soon as the power goes out, the wheel is still spinning from its own centrifugal force from the last spin, right? So now the so the table is not getting any power at all, and they go to a shot where they're still standing around the the, the Dabo table in darkness, but they can still still see. And what does it do? It lands, and he wins again, and they all go winner. <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah. thought that was great how they dropped that in. It didn't. It wasn't just the fact that he won. It was the fact that the power's out, the wheel's still spinning, and he still wins. Uh, he and must it, have won quite a bit of money in general, and he, he literally has won or won the jackpot two or three times at this stage. Uh, he's, yep. the type of he's the type of guy that would have that kind of luck, especially when he has women throwing themselves all over him and he never notices. So, <laughs> typical Boimler, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, back at the cringe party, uh, as we're now dubbing it, which I actually like. I called it the girlfriend party, but the cringe party sounds way better. Okay. Uh, they're struggling to breathe because obviously all the, the the powers went down. And now, of course, you've got uh, backups and, and whatnot and reserve systems, but they're still struggling to breathe. And it turns out these stupid bloody candles that they were making are special candles that take up twice as much oxygen as normal candles. So they're all burning like the oxygen away. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's... Um, it, 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 it wasn't it was typical of a party of annoying bloody girlfriends that you, you'd mm -hmm. just quickly pass out guys would you uh we have you know, uh, what was the one more, yeah. more funny thing that i noticed when she said that which is correct the candles are burning up oxygen one of the girls sits her going like well you can't she says something to the effect of no you can't put the candles out 
because they're part of the salon. They're like, what are you stupid? It's like, it's I, like, I'm sorry, Gray. I've I've seen salons before and they'd never look like that. Or, no, or, no. Or, or even or even if you're talking about the salon from Better Call Saul, aka Breaking Bad, with his room in the back, it still looks nothing like that. So this comment below yeah. if you've ever seen a salon like this, people. Um but yeah, we have we have a hilarious moment um at the cringe party where Beckett stops being nice all of a sudden because apparently Jennifer says that you you what's what's up with you you know like this is this is not like you she's like I'm trying to be nice for you you know I'm trying to I'm on your side she's like no that I never brought you here to be nice I, I I brought you here to be your usual RC self pain in the backside you know I want you to show them who's the boss and put them in their place so she literally. <laughs> She it literally gives a reason. She, she, Go she, ahead, permission. Yeah, Go. She, she turns back to her usual Beck itself, no shits given to her. Uh, she tears him a new one, I quote from what Jennifer said. Go and tear him a new one. She then goes about stunning everyone to put them in their place. <laughs> because the thing is, all the sensors are down, the power's down, so it won't pick up the sense, they won't pick up the phaser beams. She literally stuns everyone, and there's method to her madness. She's trying to mm -hmm. save oxygen because when you're unconscious you use far less oxygen which makes sense um uh which which would what did crack me up a little bit so i had a little smile on my face about that one there beckett's back be doing what she does best which is basically just not giving a shit speaking their mind and doing what she wants um mm -hmm. so yeah that was amusing we were going back to our plot b as we like to call it uh with tindy brotherfield and the ryan guy because do, do you remember his name I don't. No, no. I, they might have mentioned it once at the start. I'd have to go back and check it, yeah. He's annoying anyway, so like to be fair, he's a Ryan guy yeah. as far as I'm concerned. They are stuck on the Camarian ship, which at this stage, they've. Uh, I should probably note, they have kidnapped Quark. For whatever reason, the Camarians have kidnapped Quark. God knows why. Taking them back to his ship. They're going to go through the wormhole, so they're clearly... Um, a beta quadrant species, because they do mention near the start, Grey, Something about Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, they mentioned Alpha Beta and Gamma. Uh, alpha same, Alpha Scum or something like that. You know, they basically yeah. they were they were talking down one of the alpha, all the alpha Quadrant species. So um, yeah, they're a Beta Quadrant species. They're taking them through the wormhole. Um, now it turns out though that the Ryan guy, Starfleet officer, is not all he's cracked up to be. He's putting on a facade, Gray. It turns out he's okay. actually from Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't know where they got that one from. I was, it was pretty funny. After showing off that they're supposedly talking a big storm that he's a pirate, when it comes down to it, they say, Oh, you're a pirate, so you could you can help. And he's going like, I'm you kidding? I don't I just talk a good story. And he goes, I'm from Cincinnati. I was raised by humans. And I'm like, oh man. It, it breaks down slightly though, doesn't it, Great? I wouldn't say like he's not crying and stuff, but he com completely changes his poker oh, yeah. face and he's and he's he's concerned. He's like, "You kidding me? I was I was putting on. No, I I done that because I was wanting to show face and this is what Orions right. do and you know. So um, apparently he's actually hopeless at pirating, so he can't get them out of jail. Uh, right. So what happens next, Gray? What happens? Who saves the day? Cindy. <laughs> so, she does the opposite. Not now we learn a little bit more about her apparently i mean we heard little things during the the seasons and stuff but apparently for her her family was part of the orion pirate syndicate so they were like badass pirates apparently 
but she wanted to get away from that. And that's part of the reason why she, she uh, joined Starfleet. But she, I guess apparently she remembers all these things because she was so part of it. And she just goes completely Orion pirate on these guys and starts kicking their butts. And I'm sitting there going like, whoa, what's going on? And I'm sitting there going like, yeah, Tindy, go. And she's like kicking this guy, knocking that guy. And she has like this little device in her hand. That's part, I guess, a pirate tool that you can use as a pirate weapon. Tool, and, yeah. other thing. and she starts throwing this thing a pi- around. A pirate multi-tool. Yeah, and she's doing all this crap, and I'm like, it's happening so fast, I'm sitting there going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But it would totally caught me off guard because I'd never seen Tindy go that nuts. So nope. she just goes nuts. She goes nuts on every, on all these people. And what did you, you were saying, you, you wrote in the notes, it was funny, one Khmer decides to jump to his death instead of yeah, facing so, her. So so basically, <laughs> so basically, yeah, she this is a multi-tool she's got that Orion's used, apparently. Yeah. And the Orion guy, the Starfleet officer before, is twiddling about it, does everything that can interact with consoles it can stab people it can do all ransom thing it's a multi it's a swiss army knife of orion tools basically mm-hmm. and she uses it to actually steal one of the Camarian's gold teeth he has a gold tooth and she literally goes yoink steals it right off him pulls it right out it, right out in one go um she kicks that much arse uh, at one point as she's running towards these Camarians in this platform that a Camarian sees her and sees what she's done, and this is a high platform at the ship. He literally jumps over the barriers and leaps to his death because he's like, I, "I'm not, I'm not facing Tindy when she's going AWOL, and it's no way." Um, which was hilarious, but there was genius. There was method behind the madness, Grace. She didn't just—I knew she would. She, she stole the tooth for a reason. She did. Right. It had latinum in it, and I don't think it was gold pressed, but it was certainly latinum. There was latinum in the tooth, and she used this with the multi tool actually stop the engines just before it goes through the wormhole, uh, right at the precipice of the wormhole or the event horizon, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, so she does kick arse, but she's very smart and intelligent at the same time. So there was there was something to do this. Uh, we go back to the party, Gray. What happens mm-hmm. back at the party here that I found pretty amusing? You want to tell the people? Yeah, so at the at the oops, sorry. At the party, uh they get uh they're all the people are all stunned and everything, and they start talking to each other, Beckett and Jennifer, and they're basically commenting that they can't really appear, they can't really stand there not stunned, so they decide that they're going to have to stun themselves. <laughs> so then what happens all of a sudden is that they kiss each other, a rather romantic kiss, yeah. right? And they're, and they're hugging each other, and then they stun each other, and then they just they fall on the floor. So, so what's really happened now with the romantic relationships that have established more so than this season than all the other seasons? They've done this rather quickly. Yeah. So now apparently we have the Rutherford-Tindy connection because they... Which isn't really official care. yet, but it's looking... No, like it's that. not official, but you can see that it's there. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's there, there and it's getting, yeah. getting more so. Uh, you have the Beckett with Jennifer, which is no doubt because of the bunk scene that we, I, that we just uh, remembered, as yep. well as now this, this part too. So they're they're all together. And Boimler still um, doesn't have a clue. And Boimler doesn't have a clue, but every female wants him. And it's oh. perfect because it's perfect because part of the crew has found their their other half, so to speak. And yet he is totally clueless and all these girls want him. Every female wants uh, to be with him. Many people would welcome his problem, Grey. Uh, exactly. But that's just bold boims. It's not so bold, more dumb boims. We should yeah. Dumb boys. He might be bold in one area, and he's completely clueless in the other. Um, <laughs> so apparently, uh, the strange device that was in the Quark 2000 cracks me up every time I say that to myself. Yeah. Uh, was actually stolen 
uh, from the Kimarians by Quark. This is why they're 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 dragging them away and they were captured them in the first place. All makes uh, sense now. It all makes <laughs> sense. Now. It's always it's always coming back three sixty. Uh, the solution that they negotiate to solve all this between Kira and Captain Freeman and all that is, and I thought this was a bit harsh, the Kimarians are now going to take 76, that's a 76% of all of Quark's profit. Now, I'll, I'm, I'm telling you, obviously Quark and the Ferengi being profit-driven, I thought that was harsh. I thought 50-50, 60-40, 76. Yeah. And who comes up with that random figure? Was, I don't one know. Of the, was one of the writers 76 or something? I I'm don't assuming know. maybe that means something. I, I don't really know. I just, but I thought that was I thought that was a bit harsh too. But then I started thinking about this for a second. And since one is has uh Quark ever played fair, so you know yeah, he's gonna cook the books and he's not gonna give them 76%. Of course, yeah, he he he'll like to be paid in cash so it doesn't need to go through the books. Um uh, there's a little little uh, nod here at the the end of this note I mentioned, Gray, that I, I thought was amusing, but she doesn't say anything. Was it? Yeah, and, and it's funny because you, when you uh, uh, mentioned this to me, I didn't see it, and I, I have to go back and look for it because I didn't see it at all. But apparently, uh, uh, Trev Pot spotted this out, and she saw the doctor licking her drink. Yeah, in Cork's bar. It was just like it, a cat, it, like a cat would do. It, <laughs> yeah, it's not even a cocktail. It's just whatever a wine or something there. Instead of drinking it, she just like 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 that, which did crack me up a little bit. But she doesn't say anything, so. This is why it's a nine out of ten for me, Gray, because we never get any any comments or funny lines from uh, Doctor Cat, Tiana Cat, as you like to call her. So, well, uh, the, the, yeah, and I think that points out how good the episode was. Because to be honest with you, if you're a fan of Doctor Tiana, like I am, this is the second week she didn't say anything funny. Last week they they missed many opportunities where she, she could have been funny as hell. There wasn't any swearing and, at all in this episode. Not one curse beep word. I yeah, I can't really. I can't. I don't think so either. Nothing. What's going on, no, man? No bleeps or whatever. That would have sealed the ten and, out of ten for me. Um, I noticed. <laughs> we I noticed certainly there was a couple of drinks that they they called out here when they were serving them. I forgot the first one, but the second one's called a mind meld. Mind meld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll just. I don't know what that does to you. I want to try one of them. Yeah, um, of course. And uh, Beckett has a hollow sweet program. Well, wait, that... let's back up before you mention that. Uh -huh. Apparently, we find out that Beckett has run up quite a tab at, at uh, Quark's. And apparently, I guess she hasn't paid on her tab in quite a while. So this leads to the next thing. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point, Gray. Yeah, so Beckett has a hollow sweet program. Um, it's, it's a bit of a getting one back in Quark and a little bit of kind of baits really here. It has a it, the program has Quark's head on Kira's body now, and he's <laughs> like, "What?" He's trying to grab it, and at one point he does actually successfully grab it, the little hollow sweet chip, and actually starts eating it to stop Kira seeing what's on it. But the thing is, Kira, oh sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. We, we move on to our two favorite Bajorans, Kira and Shax again. Um, Kira now owes Shaxx one because Shaxx saved her earlier on uh, by diving in front and saving her. Uh, Shaxx isn't too impressed by this because bear in mind they're trying to do one over the other by who saved who right. and who got in the way. <laughs> so I'm chuckling away at this. Um, Mr. Quark is now the, the proud owner of the gold tooth. I have no clue how he got that. I don't know. Wait, there was, uh, no, Tindy was sitting at the table talking to uh, Rutherford, 
And Rutherford com or Tindy was commenting to Rutherford that I, you know, I hope you don't think anything less of me because I got all piratey and everything and my family and yeah, pirate syndicate. And he was said, No, he said on the contrary. I said, this this is you. This is I want to know more about you. This is what makes you. And yeah. so that made Tindy feel better. And then she brings up a napkin and she opens a nap- napkin and there's the gold tooth. But no sooner does the gold tooth like in her hand out of the napkin, the cork goes and grabs it. Yeah. And he put and he, and he puts on a monocle and starts looking at it. And this is the typical way and the perfect way to end the show. They just go, rule of acquisition number nine. He goes, opportunity plus instinct equals profit. <laughs> like, great way to end the episode. Yeah. And I just thought that was so great because that's all you ever hear him say is the, the Frankie rule of acquisition. So he had to throw that at the very end. It was it was totally perfect and, and made total sense to what Deep Nine, Deep Space Nine was about. As, as Greg so, mentions here, it's a quarkism. Which it is, yep. it really is. It's a it's a Frangy quarkism. It's just perfect. Um, it was generally an excellent episode. I'll give it nine out of ten. Are you still sticking with nine out of ten, Gray? Or you sorry, you were ten out of no, ten. I'm, I'm I'm going for my ten. Even though ten Do- out of 10. Doctor Cat never said anything. Nine and a half. No, it, it 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 could have been a ten, maybe a ten plus if she had said something. But that's not how this but, works. But okay, I know. But ten is because it just it was handled really well. I mean, when the other episodes, not that I'm trying to say that they're, they're bad. They're not bad. Most times I always give it a seven because, again, many of the episodes are moments. So you have like these moments that are really good really or really funny, mm-hmm. like Dr. Chan, Chana or others or whatever it might be. And then there's some of the rest of it is kind of like, eh, it's okay. It just kind of moves the story along and I'm not really overly thrilled with it. But this one I liked from top to bottom. Everything was done well. The acting was excellent. The writing was excellent. You, you, you watched the whole episode. We were totally engrossed. And by the time it ended... You wanted more, and yeah. That's a show, that's a it, sign of a really good episode. It, it well, got right. you and the old nostalgia bone massively. Like we were, I yeah. can I know exactly what Gray would have been like soon as you saw DS Nine and heard the music. That he was he was Star Trek geeking out with the hairs in the back of his oh, yeah. head standing up. Same with me, exact same with me. I loved that. The only downside was to say. Yana didn't say anything. She didn't swear a beat once. That's the only small downside. I can't think of any other downside to this episode. Um, Or yeah, and maybe a little mention to uh, Odo and Nog because the actors passed away in real life. So a little tiny nod, subtle picture or something in the background would have been lovely. But um, yeah, no, thoroughly good episode. So we'll we'll wrap it up there, Gray. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Usual call to arms, please, people. If you like talking head videos, you like listening to our nonsense, Always do what Gray does. Thumbs up and a cheeky subscription, please. We really appreciate that. Always put comments below what you like, what you didn't like about it. We always like to improve things. Um, we're not tend we're experts at it. And for people that maybe want to listen to it instead of watching, we do put this on all popular podcasts and platforms. So wherever you go for your pods, just go there and look for the trickway. You'll get us. Uh, we're also on the Trekway on Twitter as well, so if you follow there, you'll know exactly when we go live. Uh, but that'll be us for today, Mr. Gray. So goodbye to the people. Bye-bye. Have a good See one. See you later, guys. Prosper. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye.